Everyone, welcome to my vlog. So today I'm extremely excited because my guest is one of my favorite headshot photographers. Um, she is not only amazing person, but she also does stunning work. Um, I've been following your images for a long, long time and um, I've been inspired by them. You have really unique style and um, welcome for this interview. We've been Thank waiting you. for this for quite a bit and um, I'm <laughs> happy we finally uh, reached a moment where you have some free time and you can talk to me. And um, I was preparing for this interview for quite a bit and um, you know, by just looking at your work, I have to say that I have a million questions. I hope we can, <laughs> we can, you know, we can answer all of them. But, um, <laughs> absolutely. So my first question, I just want to start maybe from the beginning. How did you get into the headshot photography? Um, and, um, like how your career kind of started and, um, like you are one of the best photographers right now. So the journey probably was really interesting, but I just want to hear your story. Um, I, sure. I tried to find some information online, but there is not much. It's just basically <laughs> a lot of impressive stuff, people you work with, um, your amazing portfolio, but I couldn't find anything to give me a little more details on, you know, how did you get into this whole thing? Uh, I will try and um, give you that information then. <laughs> um, I. I learned photography uh, when I was living in New York. Um, okay. I lived in Manhattan, was based out of there uh, somewhere around six or seven years, um, right out of college. Um, and that was when it was a big transition of film to uh, digital. And okay. uh, there was a lot of prints. Um, and everyone had kind of made the jump from black and white to color. It was like a big, big change and shift going on in the industry when I was learning. Um, so I did shoot some film um, and and learn digital as well. Uh, and and really just started by shooting my my broke actor and model friends okay. <laughs> up in my my rooftop um, on 48th Street. And uh, it kind of evolved from there. I, I still just, I wasn't like, I'm gonna be a photographer now. Um, I just really enjoyed shooting and directing and that kind of stuff. So uh, shot shot a ton of people and you know, over the years, uh, agents started to ask who took this and what does she charge and all of that stuff. So I, I, I definitely went for a while just uh, playing and exploring and, and finding my voice before I even approached it as a business, um, mm -hmm. which we know it is. Um, and, and then, um, you know, I had a few opportunities and a few friends that lived out in Los Angeles and um, eventually came out uh, in the freezing cold month of January from New okay. York and thought, well, this isn't so bad. <laughs> well, welcome. You can come into Calgary and have that taste again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I've been based out of Los Angeles for 11 years now. Okay. So LA is, is my home for sure. Uh, and and LA, the style of shooting, um, I think really spoke to me and, and LA has been very good to me and, and uh, things happen rather quickly here, which was uh, lucky for me. Um, and, and, you know, started the same way. Every, you almost have to reestablish yourself when mm -hmm. you're starting in a new market um, and started like everyone else. and. Um, shooting out on the street and shooting in tiny little spaces and little garages and all that stuff. And then eventually, you know, got my studio and mm -hmm. uh, continued to build it from there. And, and now I've had three amazing spaces. Um, oh, wow. And now we reside in North Hollywood. In, oh, in nice. Yeah. So, so let's talk a little bit about your style because okay. this is something which I'm sure, you know, it's very noticeable and um, it's really unique. It's really different. Um, I have to also say that whenever I look at your images, has that Hollywood taste to it, which, you know, if someone would show me stuff from New York and then, you know, your stuff, I can definitely um, pick up your images right away and then you have that really amazing style. So what I would like to talk about and the, the information, what I would like to kind of get from you, can you tell me a little bit more about 
the process of you know how did you get to establish that style because I know this is one of the biggest challenges for photographers nowadays like you know when you get this technical stuff kind of under the belt and you understand the lighting then you try to find something which is yours is, is unique and yeah. it's something which you know belongs to you so if you could just walk me through the process you went through to establish your style sure um yeah, uh, every, everyone's journey is different uh, in, in how they find Absolutely. theirs. Um, mine in particular, uh, lighting on the subject was the most important to me always. Um, and and I think women in general are very conscious of lighting on themselves. <laughs> so it was constantly, um, first off, what does my subject look like in this lighting? Mm -hmm. Background, everything else that came with it was secondary um you know and you play around a lot in the beginning of you look at different styles that you know other photographers are shooting and and oh that's interesting what they're doing there and that's interesting but i i, I think you know when you're really trying to develop your style you can't copy someone else and you can't try and do a version of what they do and you can't try and you know uh mimic their it has to it has to come from whatever inspires you um and i and i think you know finding your own voice and doing something that's different. I mean, everything's been done before, you know, yes, we're sure. all recycling stuff bit by bit, but, um, it's, it's different elements when they come together are your style and they, and they do reflect you and your own personal style as well. And, and your view on, on things and the, your view on your subject. Um, so for me, you know, I shot for a long time with natural light. I still do. Um, I, I definitely mix in, more uh, artificial light as well, and we'll probably get to that a little bit yeah. too. Um, but, uh, you know, figuring out the balance of your subject looking like themselves, but the best version of themselves, yeah. the, the kind of glow factor that uh, I think I incorporate that a lot of people talk about, um, where for me, you know, you can study color, you can study what colors people like, what they're drawn to, all of that, but I, I don't think I think when you're talking about personal style as a photographer, um, science has to be removed from it and yeah. statistics and studies have to be removed. It's the feeling. Um, and for me, I'm attracted to very warm tones and, and, um, you know, I'm in a really specialized market here where I'm shooting actors and models and celebrities and, um, there has to be a warmth to them. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I think regardless of the market, um, I would be in no matter what city it is. That's just my personal, uh, view and, and style is warmth. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think skin tone accuracy is a big one for me. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, I, I get quite frustrated if I see a photo that isn't accurate as far as someone's skin tone. You know, they're, mm -hmm. everyone's born with these beautiful pigments and different colors and different tones. And um, I think as photographers, it's our job to be able to photograph anything that is in front of us. Yeah. Um, and whether that's fixing something in post or really messing with something in, in camera and with your lights to get it right, um, yeah, light, lighting is just everything for me, okay. <laughs> um, whether it's on the subject or behind to create mm -hmm. an effect, to remove them, to cut them out, to, you know, being in Hollywood and that Hollywood look you're talking about. Um, I do pay attention a lot with film and TV to lighting. Um, and you know, you hear the term cinematic lighting and yeah. cinematographers here would probably roll their eyes at yeah. photographers talking like that. <laughs> but, yeah. Well, they try to kind of jump on the wagon a little bit, right? Yeah. And, and and get I, think, I think the idea of it is right. And mm -hmm. I think that, um, you know, having that movie feel or that, mm -hmm. you know, you see beautiful depth of field in, in certain scenes and I, I love it myself. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also finding the balance of that as well. Um, so yeah, God, my, my, my style and my influence of my style, certainly, you know, I think it kicked into gear once I had been in LA for a few years okay. and you're getting inspired by the city you're in and the textures and the colors around it and the tone of things. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and you're just developing it as the, I mean, I'm still developing it, yes. you know, I, if I get stuck in, in a certain style for too long, I start to get restless with it. Yeah. Um, even though clients will come and say, I want that look and they'll point to a photo on your website and you give it to them. But, um, you know, I'm constantly looking at ways to make it even better or make it even okay. more interesting or switch things up. Um, but I think this, this, the style that 
people refer to with my work is kind of the, the glowy Hollywood dewy backlight. Perfect. <laughs> Eyes so, popping. So let's dig in a little bit more into this. Um, and speaking of inspiration, so who inspires you? Like, you know, are you getting more inspiration from other people's work or other photographers? Or are you getting inspiration from the city where you live in? Like, what inspires you? And when what kind of stuff you kind of try to look for to incorporate into your work? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, inspiration for me is is constant. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I don't seek out other photographers and look at what they're doing. Okay. And that I, I really don't. Uh, it, I like to stay current on what the L.A. market is doing mm -hmm. specifically because we all, you know, there's a, a small circle of us here that have been doing it for a while that you know, we've seen each other's clients. We work with some of the same agents um, and, you know, I have the utmost respect for them and we all have different styles. So if an actor's coming to me, they're coming to me for my style. If they're yeah. going to a colleague of mine down the street, they're coming to them for their style. So, you know, there's a, there's a circle of us here. And, and I think, you know, we all, we all have our, our different looks. Um, I'm not so much inspired by what other photographers are mm -hmm. doing in headshots. At least I love looking at what's in, uh, Vanity Fair, what's in Hollywood Reporter, what a lot of the editorial celebrity portrait photographers do, um, which we shoot a little bit of that too. Um, so I love being inspired by that because that's almost, uh, you know, a, the next level of headshot. Mm -hmm. um, it's more portrait based. It's, um, there, it's less of a, a box mm -hmm. because, you know, we have to stay in the, a bit of the headshot box for the people we're shooting for. Um, but I can be inspired by you know, a texture I see at Home Depot. <laughs> yes. It's, it's, it's constant for me. It's like color tones and vibes and, um, lots of shadows that I see in Vogue or something like that. Uh, all aspects of photography with film, TV, fashion, uh, and editorial. Yeah. That's a, that's a really great idea. Cause I, I've noticed that a lot of photographers, including myself, I like to look at others people work Sure, and I'm getting inspired. Yeah. But you know, what you do, I think you just took this to completely another level where you're looking what is trendy, you know, what there's really, really high end producers they're doing and what kind of, you know, stuff they're creating to kind of get inspired by them. So I'm sure. going to, I'm going to steal that from you for sure. <laughs> Take it. It's yours. Perfect. Thank you. So the next question I have I just want to talk a little bit about kind of the perfect recipe and the kind of ingredients of the good headshots we know it's a lighting it's a posing it's a face expression but also there's stuff like makeup which a lot of photographers forget about um, and also what I've noticed in in your work which which is really cool and I what I really like um, and we talk a little bit about it about the you know the, the matching the skin tones and then clothing and you know make this whole image just properly balanced mm -hmm. so could we talk a little bit about it like you know how sure. you actually just what the process look like in in your case when you're actually just preparing for photo shoot and you're working with 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 actors and then models and you know all those people yeah um i right off the bat before i even meet my clients um i send them a little email that kind of goes over some tips uh as far as wardrobe is concerned okay. um i it's funny, I, I constantly say to my actors, you know, there's no one way, there's no rules in headshots, mm -hmm. there's no set way. Um, it's all, it's art, it's all subjective. So anything I do, anything I say is my opinion, having done this for as long as I have, but, um, you know, it could be a scenario where, you know, this cut or this shirt isn't, isn't right for that person, but then someone else could walk in and it's magical on them. Yes. So it really, I mean, I, I will very you rarely use like no, you can't do this um, because I do think it, it really depends on the person and the context and what you're shooting it for. Um, typically, I send actors you know a helpful list of of what to bring. Um, I always tell people you you can't bring too much. I'd, mm -hmm. I'd rather have rolling suitcases in here that we have to go through together than have no options because yeah. you know our cameras are cameras; they're not magic wands. Yes. <laughs> so. Um, you know, that's a little bit of the process. And then I have them either send me their old headshot or their IMDB link or their LA casting, any of their acting profiles that I can look and see what they've been working with, mm -hmm. how they're putting themselves out there. Um, I even will look at their Instagram maybe mm -hmm. to just, you know, Instagram is one of those things we all want to be seen a certain way. And, um, you can tell a lot about someone's personal Instagram 
by what they're putting up there themselves, which angles they're shooting themselves in, how much makeup they're wearing. I tell my, my makeup artist to look at it too, because mm-hmm. someone will say, oh, I want really natural makeup. And then their version of natural is very different than yeah. our version. Yes. So it's really like doing your research before your client even comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once they're there, you know, we talk about their goals, um, whether it's, you know, I shoot a lot of actors, but if someone is not in that market and they're shooting corporate people or whatever it is, talk to your client, you know, make sure they know they have a voice, um, mm-hmm. asking, you know, whether they have representation, what their representation wants out of it. Do they want commercial headshots and do they want theatrical headshots? Those are very different things in Los Angeles. And that was a big shift when I moved from New York to here, um, to kind of comprehend and understand that they are not the same thing. And you can't shoot someone on the same backdrop with two different wardrobe pieces and smile and not smile and consider that to be commercial and theatrical. They're very, very different things. Um, so that's part of my process. You know, we also have agents, managers, PR people, anybody that works with the actor who also has a voice. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes we're playing director, creative director, therapist, wow. um, you name it. <laughs> um, but that's just before they even step in front of the camera. Um, makeup is a huge factor. Uh, I, I don't uh, require it, but I recommend it because I do know a lot of actors are on a budget and they're starting out or... They just have had a bad experience with makeup, which leads me to also say, make sure your makeup artists know what they're doing and make sure they're professionals. And um, everyone I have in here, it it took me a long time to find the people I have in here. Um, It's a perfect balance of them knowing what they're doing and not having an ego. Okay. So when you're speaking of of makeup artists, so do you um, working with your own team or you actually Mm -hmm. allow people to do makeup on their own or like working with with their makeup artists? Because I have some bad experiences where someone was like, well, I have my makeup artist. And then I think we've all had that experience. Yeah. And then (laughs) the person is coming to the shoot and you're just like, okay, this is just bad, right? Um, Yeah. I mean, I used to, I think, be a lot more adamant and persistent about, you know, you really should have makeup. You're in at the end of the day you you can only give out the advice and if they're coming to you you know they should take the advice um and if they don't they decide to go another way you can't be 100 responsible for their results and they know that Mm -hmm. um i I would say most of my clients use my makeup artists the ones ones who don't either are trying to maybe do makeup on the side or they have someone they've worked with on set before who they really like if someone's using another artist um, I will sometimes ask for that artist's portfolio or their website or their Instagram or something so I can just make sure it's a professional um, that they're working with. Uh, you know, we're, we're on a, a top, top, top level as far as all that is concerned. So it's it's even more essential here um, because they're, they're, you know, these kids are going out for Fox Studios and, you know, big major networks and it has to be like Perfect. best of the best of the best. Yeah. So all of my makeup artists that are here, you know, They've been on film sets, they've been on TV sets, they've they've done celebrity red carpets, they've done everything. Um, so it's making sure that your artists also, you know, it's our responsibility as photographers to have artists in here who can handle anything. Yes. Um, because you can tell your clients to be as prepared as possible, but it doesn't always happen that way. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. So speaking of makeup, I just want to take this to the next step and talk, talk a little bit about retouching. Mm-hmm. Because that's something which nowadays you know and there's i found especially speaking to so many different photographers like i don't want to say it's a controversial topic but i'm sure you've heard that all the time there's huge debate you know how much is is enough and you know like how much we should retouch the images and also when it comes to retouching headshots and you know Mm -hmm. um those images goes goes to um you know the the casting calls and stuff like that so we also there there has to be some kind of balance and then we also have to draw the line so can you tell me a little bit about your retouching process and how important retouching is for you sure um i i am a huge advocate for um getting it as close as possible in camera Mm -hmm. i don't i don't the whole fix it in post thing doesn't that's not how i do it um good lighting good makeup um catching things as you're shooting them everything in my studio we shoot tethered so i'm seeing the images as they're coming up Um, looking at the back of the camera is not going to show you what it's going to look like. Uh, so it's catching everything. It's making sure your makeup artists are catching everything. The most common things, um, to retouch are things that you can't fix in camera, a blemish. I mean, a makeup can only cover it so much, but if it's Mm -hmm. raised above the skin, it's going to catch some shadow. Um, some women want their under eyes 
touched up a little bit if they happen to maybe not get the best night of sleep or have a little one running around or mm. whatever that case is. And, and I mean, I think we all would prefer a little touch up here. And there. <laughs> um, flyaways are a big one because I do use backlighting um, and hair lighting and kind of a, a glow behind. It definitely catches flyaways, especially on like hair like mine, like blonde, lighter hair. So there are some things that, you know, we can't fix every tiny detail because mm -hmm. the shoot would be eight hours long if we did that. But, yeah. you know, smoothing stuff out so that you know that's a quick fix, but you'd be comfortable with them using it without retouching. Mm -hmm. That's a big one for me is if this client decided they're going to download the photo and they're going to just use it straight out of the gate, I have to be okay with that. Mm -hmm. So the, the quality has to be that good yeah. that even without a stitch of retouching, um, that it's okay. Yeah. And I agree with you that there's in my opinion, misconception when it comes to retouching, because there's some people think that re like retouching is well designed to fix stuff, and then right. we the way we look at it, I think it's just to enhance certain things and just fix those little things right. which we couldn't kind of uh, process, you know, in, in the photo shoot, right? Mm -hmm. So I completely um, agree with you. So yeah. let's uh, switch the gear, and I would like to talk a little bit about. Um, the last 10 years of headshot industry like mm -hmm. we've noticed and you being so long in this industry you've seen a lot of changes and then you've seen this 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 industry evolve big time um we also see that over the last i found few years when it comes to the digital photography this whole thing also kind of took completely different path um so what was the biggest changes you have seen over the last Let's let's focus on the last decade, you know, um, like, well, maybe not decade, but let, let's like, you know, the last 10 years of shooting, what what was the, the biggest changes you, you have noticed when it comes to the headshot photography industry? Um, I think from our side of the camera, uh, noticing um, the fall off of print. Okay. And, and my printing companies would probably hate for me to say that, but yeah. um, actors just are not printing eight by tens anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, more so in New York, you know, theater auditions, they definitely will hand it over more, but in LA, everything is submitted digitally in a thumbnail this big. Oh, wow. So as photographers, we, uh, especially about five years ago, there, there's another huge shift um, where we had to factor, how is this photo gonna look as an eight by 10, always, but how is it gonna look as a thumbnail? Mm -hmm. You know, is it popping enough? You know, are we shooting black hair on a black background that not a great idea um because the the, the casting directors are looking and actually here this kind of shows a little bit what it looks like but that right mm -hmm. so that's your computer screen okay that's that's what the casting directors are seeing and they're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and literally um every every casting director's process is different but you know one three or five yes maybe or no and it's that quick yes so the the thumbnail factor we call it um, it really has to pop between, you know, wardrobe, eyes, everything. I'm a big advocate for the client popping and not the background. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think they should stand out more than the background should. Um, it shouldn't catch your eye before you look at them or their face. Um, that's been a huge shift for sure. Uh, you know, another shift my makeup artists and I talk about is um, how Instagram and social media has affected headshots. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this, this idea of a selfie that, you know, yeah. years ago, it, it was it was a camera that you would turn around and hope for the best. Mm -hmm. um, but now people are looking at their face in a reverse, you yes. know, copy of their face in their camera. And, and it can kind of distort things. And um, they're putting themselves in front of their window and, and putting eight filters on it and face tuning and all that other stuff that I think for my younger actors that are in their, you know, early 20s, um, they, they almost have a... a a different perception of what they actually look like, mm -hmm. you know, and it's not meant to sound mean in any way, but we have to take into consideration that they've never had a professional photograph of themselves that actually shows their face, face yes. <laughs> you know, um, that isn't like blown out and filtered and all of that stuff. So when you're seeing that over and over and over again, and people, they kind of idolize or look at on social media or YouTube or Instagram, you know, that it's like how we used to look at celebrities in the magazines that like there's work that's done to it to make yes. it look like that. Um, and so I think um, that's been another big shift is you get people that'll come in and I'll say stand straight on and they'll kind of go like that. Mm -hmm. 
that that's their straight on um, because they're so used to this the selfie, you know, yeah. with the selfie. Uh, so it's it's been really interesting and it's not a bad thing. It's just adjusting. Yeah. It's adjusting to uh, the change and, and the change in the digital world, the change in photography, all of that. Yeah. Uh, so those have been like the two biggest shifts, I think, as okay. far as what I see on a daily basis. Perfect. So what's the future? What do you see this this industry is going? Because it seems like it's changing every year. Um, yeah. I, I've noticed that even the last couple of years, even when it comes, and this is, I don't want to touch this, but maybe this is the good moment. Um, I don't really like to talk much about the equipment because we know that it's only the tool. Um, and I, I deeply believe that the cameras get so good nowadays that, you know, you can pull off good images out of any cameras, right? Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about the gear. Um, like, do you see any um, big changes, you know, when it comes to, you know, you were shooting 10 years ago and now what you're shooting right now? Yeah. Um, if you could just give me a let's 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 focus on the gear a little bit and talk a little bit about um, well maybe your gear and what you're using just so people are not gonna hate me that I didn't ask that question. <laughs> no, gear is important for sure. Okay. Um, it's it's we all love it. We all geek out over it. You know, um, I I shoot Nikon. Okay. Um, I am shooting currently with the eighty-one hundred. Okay. Um, uh, I. I think, uh, 810, um, I think we used to see a lot more uh, natural light mm -hmm. in headshots and I love it and I shot with it for a long, long time and it's beautiful. Um, I think what's really cool about where it could be going um, is everyone has kind of stepped up their game. Mm -hmm. You know, it used to be adequate to just go under a bridge and shoot, you know, with a really pretty light coming in. and. I mean, people still do it and it's great. And I learned that way too, or on your rooftop with yeah. the door, you know, someone's in the hallway and you get the door light um, and it's beautiful stuff. But I think we've all elevated it now to the next level of every factor being important mm -hmm. and coming up with backgrounds and coming up, you know, I'm, I'm using everything from an, a large beauty dish to window light, to some hair lighting, to putting V flats here to cut out the cheekbones. Mm -hmm. um, I think just it's layer upon layer upon layer gotten more extensive. Um, and I think the gear is important, but you also need to be able to take your iPhone and take an amazing photo. Mm -hmm. You know, um, someone should be able to hand you whatever their camera is and you should be able to create able something to. incredible out of it. Um, so the gear is important. I do think tethering is super beneficial if you're in a studio setting or a place that you can. Mm -hmm. The back of the camera is great, but we know it's not 100% accurate. Um, so I used to be really against it um, because I liked the action of it and yeah. all that stuff. But now I'm like, no, I got to see everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's going, I think the industry is going to a really cool place and it's got almost an editorial celebrity portrait feel. It's kind of going in that direction a little because the, the cost of things have gone down so much in the last 10 years. I mean, anybody, well, you see in LA, literally anybody picks up a camera and calls themselves a photographer because it's, you can, because it's affordable yes. um, to at least start that way. Um, but, but, you know, I think people get wrapped up in the, the tech side of it and the mm -hmm. equipment side of it. Um, and they feel the, the need to have all the fancy things and the bells and whistles. But I always, for me, um, I wanted to earn my equipment. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't get the next model camera or the fancier lights or the pro photos until I really earned it and really felt that my work would, would be even better with it. You know, once I knew I was getting an awesome image, but God, I just want a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, then I would upgrade the lens or the camera or yeah. You know, whatever the, the gear at the time was. Yeah. And also what is interesting and, you know, I well, I hope those, you know, big corporations which produce equipment not going to listen to this because they're going to hate <laughs> me. But don't you think a little bit that, you know, we have this kind of mentality that we depends way too much on the equipment and um, the comp those 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 big companies, they kind of kind of put this in our mind that, well, if you get this camera, this is what you're going to be able to do, which we know it's not true right and, and and most of the time 
they exaggerating some of those things that you know like and and this is also my experience just even dealing with other photographers that you know whenever i post image the most requested questions are about gear like oh what lens did you use or what lighting did you use or what yeah. camera do you have yeah but nobody's asking you know in my opinion those important questions like you know how did you pose the person like you know why did you choose that lighting over that other lighting why did you you know what's your engaging process to get that phase expressions right yes. so that's much more important so that's kind of the message what i want to send and that's why also i'm doing those interviews because this is the kind of um message which comes across every photographer who actually reached a really high level that again equipment is only the gear and you know this is just a tool but there's way more to it to create a good image oh there's a lot more to it yeah, yeah. um the gear is fun i mean it, of course uh and it's it's got to be there but you can have all the gear in the world and if you don't know how to talk to someone when you're photographing them you you better just put down the camera and stop there yeah because <laughs> you're, sure. you're not you're not going to get the images you want or need or posing especially i mean the different body types, the different angles, and I mean, actors come in with a whole bag full of things they want to say. I don't like my nose on this side, this side's bigger than this side. You need to be able to handle it all. And at the end of the day, it's like, yes, that's what you look like, and you look gorgeous, and every that's your face, and you're gonna walk in and look like that. It's perfect the way it is. Um, but you know, you if they want something, you your job is to make it work, regardless. And the day, sure. your job is to make it work <laughs> for sure. So, there's there's the next thing what I would like to talk. I'm going to dive in into your photos. I went through your website and I picked some of your images, okay. which I really like. But before we do that, um, I have one more question, which is actually on my mind right now. Um, because when I following your work, when I when I watch your images, um, I can see that the, the, the clients and, you know, the subject you're working with, they really engage with the camera. So this is something what I would like to ask you, like what is the process of engaging with people? Because this is something, in my opinion, shooting headshots, when you're working one-on-one -on -one with the person, this is one of the, the, the key things, you know, every headshot photographer have, like, have to learn how to engage with people and how to get them comfortable at the front of the camera. So can you tell me a little bit, maybe secrets or some tips or something, sure. you know, how you approach this whole thing? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's no secrets. I certainly okay. have nothing to hide with the way I shoot or do things okay. in the studio. Um, for for me, when I, I try to engage, and even in my correspondence with the client before they even come in for the shoot, I, the same way I like in my photographs, I like to try and be warm and friendly and approachable, yet professional and knowledgeable. Okay. You know, there's a huge trust factor. Um, every now and then I'll jump behind the camera and remember what it's like to be a subject and really get there and go, okay, well, this is weird. Mm -hmm. And yeah, oh, I see where if I tilt my head this way and push it out, it's, that does feel weird. You know, you have to kind of put yourself in their shoes a lot. Um, and just because I shoot actors, you know, everyone thinks, oh, well, you shoot actors. They're so used to being on camera. Uh, they're used to playing characters. So they come in and they're pretty nervous. Um, they're not used to just being themselves. They're used to being handed a script, transforming into somebody else and being that person. Mm -hmm. So they're just as nervous as, you know, the business guy in Wisconsin who's getting his LinkedIn profile picture taken. Yeah. It's, it's the same principles. Um, so I think just talking to them like a human being, like, you know, it's not a first date. It's mm -hmm. um, it, asking them where they're from, asking them, for me, I ask everybody, what are you watching these days? What, what TV shows are you loving? Mm -hmm. um, we do the business talk. We do, what do you need out of the shoot? Aside from getting gorgeous photos, what are your goals with this shoot? What are you hoping to get out of it? Mm -hmm. um, making sure your client feels that they have a voice is a major thing. Um, because I've, you know, we've heard a, a million stories in here. When they sit down in the makeup chair, they're like, well, my last headshot session, it's like the hairdresser. Everyone loves to kind of talk and gossip yes. and vent. Um, so you hear it all. Uh, so you, I've definitely heard like crazy stories where I cannot believe a photographer charged them money and then treated them like this. Or, I mean, it just blows my mind. So these people are number one, paying you <laughs> and hopefully, and, uh, number two, uh, it's a very vulnerable spot that they're standing there and, mm -hmm. and trusting that you're going to take a photo that they feel great about. Um, I think for me, I, I definitely try and look at each client and pick out what I think is gorgeous about them and compliment them on it and, and reassure them that they're doing great, you know, because it's hard, especially if there's a makeup artist or anybody else watching That's It's an audience watching you 
pose and you can't necessarily see it. I'm not showing them each shot as they're shooting them, but maybe when they're, sorry, that's maybe okay. when they're, um, maybe when they're changing or something, they can peek around and go, Oh my God. Yeah, that's so amazing. And they see it. Um, if people are kind of not getting something or having a hard time warming up and I show them a position that works, I'll bring them around and I'll, I'll show them on the computer. This is you not doing this position. This is you doing it. See how much better that looks. Hmm. And then they're like, Oh, okay, I get it. Like I'm a huge vis visual person. So okay. I like to see things visually. Um, yeah, just, just getting to know them. Um, telling them how great they are and, and, and really finding what makes them great. Not just, you're not just, you know, uh, stroking their ego. You're actually, you know, Working. finding what makes them great. And, and then you're going to photograph that thing that makes them great. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So let's dive into your shots. Um, I'm going to just show you, I pick, uh, six images, Okay. which are my favorites. Um, okay. and I, I just love them, you know, to bits and pieces. Um, so if you could just tell me a little bit of maybe story behind this shoot, you know, maybe if you want to add a little bit about this person, sure. um, maybe a little bit. Of, I also try to pick images with different face expressions and then sure. they really um, striking. So, so this is the first image I want to show you. Ah, yes. So what's the story behind that image? <laughs> um, she's amazing. I mean, there, that one, there's no crazy story. She's a lovely, lovely actress. Um, came in, had a similar story that you hear a lot where mm -hmm. she's had photos in the past. They didn't quite do, I mean, she's clearly stunning. They didn't quite do her justice. She has these beautiful, like gray blue eyes, um, which should take nothing to make those pop. Okay. Um, and her old shots are just kind of meh. So um, she came in and uh, that one was shot with natural light. Okay. Um, that's, she's got really gorgeous, glowy skin. Um, and, uh, my wonderful makeup artist, Stephen Bowman, I remember was on this shoot, um, and really kind of brought out a lot of her golden tones, which the natural light, you know, loves that. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, just, uh, letting her just be her. Um, the, the cool part about someone like this actress and a lot of my actors is sometimes just letting them be, just letting them sit. I mean, after all the posing and all the things you're giving them, having them just take a breath and, and look away and then look at the camera and you catch moments like that. Um, I don't do a lot of, uh, like director directing. Mm -hmm. I, I don't tell them to go to a, you know, remember this time when you did this. There's no like acting mm -hmm. that I do. Um, it's very, very technical. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I want someone to be a little sneaky or smoldering, it's, it's, having them do a little smirk or a little squint in the eyes or um, because it's not script and it's not mm -hmm. video. So if I'm having someone pull an emotion of think of this person, well, I don't know them. I don't know what that person in their life. I don't know what their relationship with that person is either or what's going to come out of their face. Yeah. Um, you know, which you hear a lot of that um, people directing them to like sense memory and you don't know what their acting method is. You don't know. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of that is just too deep. So do you directing people throughout the shoot? Like, like, or are you just having the conversation and you just shoot? If an actor can shut me up while I'm shooting, then, then they're really good. Oh, okay. <laughs> because no, I, I, I think awkward silence is horrible in a headshot mm -hmm. session. Um, I think constantly giving them little tiny tweaks. You see, if you're taking a shot of someone straight on and then they just do this, it can change the whole shot. Oh, yeah. um, so it's a lot of small direction within whatever the body position is mm -hmm. then switching up their body position and then making small changes within that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's more of the way I direct. I mean, we can, we could talk eight hours about direction yes. for sure. Um, it's, a, it's a big yeah, topic yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of tricks and there's a lot of tactics and you have to use di different tactics for each person, with different yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. So let's jump into the next one. Um, oh, that's Kirsten, Kirsten Clever. Um, she was a return client of mine. That was the second time I photographed her. Um, she is another stunning beauty of Hollywood uh, who, yeah, she can, she can really do the quirky thing, which we shot some photos like that, mm -hmm. um, where it was like a pop of lip and that kind of stuff but um she is she is like stunning leading lady of hollywood and a, and a wonderful human being um and again just the straight on there's a little wind in the hair to kind of lift the bangs off of her mm -hmm. face um but letting her eyes do the talking yes. um 
yeah, she's really, really fun. I mean, it's funny that her expression is so serious in that shot because we we um, were giggling for most of that shoot and yeah. just having some. Fun. I also really <laughs> like the the colors, like the the hair and the, you know the wardrobe was picked for this the shoot was like <laughs> this works perfectly. Yeah. yeah, it's sometimes you wouldn't you wouldn't think to put either blush or like copper orange tones on a redhead but it can really really work i mean red hair is just like a blessing for photographs you can, yeah, you can yeah. do so much and so many backgrounds and it just it, it speaks for itself it's yeah. really fun and now apparently after the royal wedding i don't know if you've heard about it, it's a trend for the redheads is it's, it it's crazy yeah I, I, <laughs> i've read this somewhere i was like okay that's kind of weird <laughs> but it was kind of interesting okay so next image which is like absolutely stunning if you could just tell me a little bit about this one. I love the the, the lighting on this. It, yeah, the, the, that's the hair kind of light. my signature light. That's the oh, light. Okay. The, the the blurred out with the, a bit of flare um, is is kind of the light that got me on the map as far as okay. headshots are concerned. And and again, it was years ago. We still do it. Okay. Um, uh, but now I see a lot of people doing it. Um, she she had was like fresh off the boat here, man. She had just moved to Los Angeles. Okay. Um, no representation, no anything yet, which. I was like, oh God, get ready because everyone's going to be knocking down your door when you get these shots because she's stunning. Mm -hmm. um, she's got like a young Halle Berry vibe. Mm -hmm. um, again, she's she's one of those actresses that is so comfortable in her body. Um, still nervous, but you know, even them standing there, it's like, it's a stunning shot. You can still make adjustments to make it even better, even yes. if they're like amazing on camera. Um, and she's one of those ones that did not have a bad frame. Okay. I mean, every single shot. Well, we have, I have once in a once in a while, those those, those clients were yeah. every angle they, they they take. It's okay. It's a keeper. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think as photographers, you can get that more when you slow it down a bit. Yes. With natural light, it's so easy to just bang, 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 bang. You know. But um, slowing it down, getting the shot when it was filmed, we had to slow down. We had to slow down. We had to frame it. And we had to get it. Um, with digital, every it's just like trigger finger, and everyone goes crazy. Um, so slowing it down, getting that shot, then moving the position slightly, then clicking. Yes. You know, so quick to, to yeah. fire away. And also speaking of that, um, this is something which was my experience. Um, and then, you know, I, I know there's always big discussion when it comes to the equipment. Well, this camera can take 16 frames a second. But when you're shooting portraits or headshots, I think yeah. it's better to have camera which kind of can slows you down because then you start thinking, you start sure. really focusing on the person and then, you know, adjusting stuff. Right. So so this is really good tip that, you know, people yeah. should slow down their slow work. Slow it down, take yeah. a breath. Yeah. I, I shoot in a session half of what I used to shoot. Yes. I mean, I really had to slip because, you know, then you're going and editing afterwards and going through like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is endless. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? My background is wedding photography. That's how I started. Ah. So for me, it was also, I would say, a couple of years of completely changing my way of shooting because weddings is just keep, you know, finger on the button. I and just keep on to that. That is yeah. in the moment. <laughs> so... That was, yeah, well, something what I have to really adjust to it. Okay, so let's go to the next one. And I, the one thing which really strike me on, on this image is the smile. So if we could talk a little bit about uh, this image. Yeah, that's Kat. Um, she's amazing. Uh, she's another one that headshots before just weren't doing her justice. Um, for me, getting people to, and this is uh, giving away big tips, uh, <laughs> getting people to that big natural smile is having them start with a smirk. Mm -hmm. If they start with a smirk, like they have a little secret, mm -hmm. and then you tell them to let that secret grow, and then it's like they're trying not to laugh, that will bring them to a laugh. Reassuring an actor that they can actually be vocal and laugh and let a breath out is is gold. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the first thing people are gonna do is go from zero to 100. Yes. Um, and it just looks and crazy. And it's a fake like, smile. Just, yeah. <laughs> um, but going, going naturally and building up to it, and then when that breath comes out, that's when you get that smile. Yes. And there's there's always debate over, oh, you know, do we like an open mouth smile or not? You know, should they be? And I'm like, what? Go with the energy behind it. Yes. If, if someone has an open mouth smile and they're truly genuinely glowing and laughing and wow, how could you not want to look at that? Yes. <laughs> so that's lead us to the next image, if we can jump in, because that was uh -huh. another really cool shot. 
yeah. And then, you know, this is exactly what you said a couple minutes ago um, about a smile that, you know, it's it's a natural smile and it's it's, yeah. it's it looks real like you know yeah. it doesn't look fake um yeah no it's not and it's, it's just it's just contagious a little bit yeah. too yeah you it's, look at it's it. exactly what i say all the time is you have a contagious smile um he's fantastic he's an actor a brilliant actor and um he also teaches at an amazing acting school um okay. here in los angeles um and he's one of those people yeah i mean he's fantastic on camera too and um he 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 has one of those smiles that yeah, everyone in the room will smile and light up with him. But same thing. It's, it's either using that tactic of getting them to the smile naturally or joking around and having that finger ready to, to snap it snap when it does, it. you know, um, you can, you can always sense the clients that are okay with you busting their balls a little bit mm -hmm. and the ones that are a little more reserved. And so again, that's where using different tactics comes in. But, um, yeah, we joke around a lot while we're shooting and we have fun and, um, especially when it's a female makeup artist of mine and me and we have a male client and you know tough crowd yes absolutely <laughs> kind of mess with them that you know the ladies are in charge that day absolutely uh, but yeah it's it's fun and, and it's this fun kind of flirty awesome smile that comes out well you know and we're jumping to the next image which okay. is also flirty and i think you just like we're just flowing through this Flirty's awesome in a headshot yeah that's ty trumbo amazing okay. actor as well um yeah, he's he's got an incredible face. He's he's one of those people who does not have a bad angle. Not that anyone has a bad angle, but you know, there's some that look different depending on which way they're turning. Um, he's he's amazing, and that side angle, mm -hmm. um, when it's done right, can be really really uh, striking. Mm -hmm. um, a little a little squint in the eye. I'm never going to direct someone to actually flirt. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to direct someone to think of their girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever. I, mm -hmm. I think that's just insane. Uh, the way you get that on camera, you know, have them pick a spot in it and then they can give a little squint and then a little breath of a smirk can come out. And mm -hmm. sometimes this stuff, when you're giving them this type of direction, it's kind of coming out naturally. Yes. You know, um, and especially if on our side of the camera, we're having fun. Mm -hmm. That just makes them like, it's almost like they're holding in a smile the whole time. And that's Absolutely. awesome to watch and it's awesome to shoot. Um, the, I love a straight on shot but I also love an angle if it's done right. Mm -hmm. um, because they can't get too far over, you know, for what I do and for what my actors need, they do need to see a little bit of the body and the physique and see um, what they look like um, mm -hmm. for casting purposes. But, um, you know, when it's angled right and you can get that that jaw on Drawing, the guys too, yeah. it's it's just gorgeous. Well, that image is, is like really striking. Like yeah. you just want to know this person. You're just like, okay. He's yeah, talking like, like he's he's talking to you without talking, right? Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so I have a couple more questions to you. So the next one, what would be the one advice you would like to give to someone who is starting off being a headshot or portrait photographer? Is there anything you specific would like to address when someone is just starting this 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 this, this journey? Oh, um yeah, we touched a little bit upon it when we were talking gear. Okay. I think not getting wrapped up in the gear right away is is good advice. Mm -hmm. I think watching professionals. It doesn't mean you have to assist. Everyone is always like, go assist, go assist. And I think that's great. But I, I never did. And um, I, yeah, I, I, I think taking workshops, you know, classes, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm self-taught, so to speak, but I certainly took some classes and some workshops and that kind of stuff. I didn't go to a four-year university for photography or art school. Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a balance of just shooting. Shoot, shoot, shoot. You, you can't, it, photography is not something that you learn by textbook mm -hmm. or by, you know, writing things down or, you know, taking apart the camera. It's you have to actually pick it up and shoot. Mm -hmm. Because I, you know, I've had assistants in the past where they've watched me all day long and then when they get up and hold it, they're all like, uh, you yeah. know, and it's just a different ballgame when you're holding that camera and you have a live person in front of you. Grab every friend, relative, whoever, get them in front of your camera um, mm -hmm. and and fail miserably. Yes. <laughs> it's okay. I have old shots of mine that I'm like, oh, God, I can't believe I thought that was good. But that's uh, another thing what I found, like, you know, the failure is 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 the road to success. And I absolutely. think we missing this big time. And yep. I also found, like, you know, 
we both have three-year-old kids, right? And, you know, we always want to make sure they do things right and, you know, they don't fail, but sometimes we have to let them fail and, and let them, them do, their knee a bit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> make mistakes because that's the only way to learn. And especially yeah. I found in photography, yeah. it's all about failing and failing and failing till you well, and, understand. And learning the rules. Yes. Uh, learning the rules so that you can then go and break them and mess them up a little bit. Yes. You know? Um, you have to know the foundation and the, the you, you can't put your digital camera on auto and and then try directing someone. It's not yes. it's both. It is fifty yeah. fifty as much as we say gear isn't important. You also have to know how to shoot manually. Mm -hmm. So don't charge money until you can shoot manually and make sure you're not gonna screw up and you know, make sure you're gonna actually get the person what they need. I shot for free for years and years and years until I knew what I was doing. Yes. Well. You know? People want a success overnight, right? And that's unfortunately, it's not going to happen. Okay, so let's go to the last questions. What uh, last question? Um, so, what kind of impact you would like to make on headshot photography? Oh, that's a lovely question. Um, yeah, I, I think as much as. Uh, I love for photographers to learn uh, cool things from me, hopefully. And, you know, we'll, we're going to be doing a little bit of that down the line. But I think, uh, I think it's about my subjects. Mm -hmm. I think uh, having anyone who shot with me feel beautiful and feel like they had an experience that was unique and feel like they have images that truly captured, captured who they are. Um, that's that's kind of the most important like my subject always comes first mm -hmm. um so yeah i think it, it kind of goes back to that that of all the people that i photograph whether it's the actor that just moved here and started out or the celebrity um i i hope that everyone has a a meaningful genuine awesome experience um in even discovering a little bit about themselves while i photograph them too um because i'm learning from them and they're learning from me and that's an awesome thing mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Stephanie, thank you so much for thank this you. interview. I had so much fun and I've learned so much. I'm going to probably go for this interview many, many times because oh, there's, so <laughs> there's so many hidden information where people have to kind of catch on. Uh, but that was a real pleasure chatting with you and um, you thank too. you for your time. Thank and um, please also tell me where people can find you online. You have a website, you're on social uh -huh. media. I will link everything anyways. But if awesome. you get Okay. Um, I, my website, uh, stephgerardheadshots.com. Okay. Um, I also have a separate website for my editorial fashion portrait stuff. Okay. Um, and then my Instagram handle, they can see, I post a lot more on that, uh, just from day to day, week to mm -hmm. week of what's going on in our studio. Um, and that's, uh, at stephgerardheadshots. And then, um, there is another Instagram, stephgerardphoto, which is a little more just my personal life and my work outside of headshots perfect yeah. awesome thank you so much again um, and um yeah i hope you can do it this interview again in near future um, i'm sure there's a lot of things to you know to come so thank you again thank you okay bye bye cheers